All right. Good morning from New York. I just got into New York from Vermont slash Montreal yesterday. Um, yeah, excited to be here. Uh, visiting my folks here. And uh, yeah, so quick announcements. The men's group for New York is exactly one week from today. If you're in the men's group, you can, uh, and you're in New York, you can RSVP and check that out. Uh, it'll be held in Midtown Manhattan or somewhere like Lower Manhattan. I don't remember. The address is in, is in the group. Um, Semi-announcement. I forgot to actually confirm this, but I will be attending a men's group run or uh, facilitated by one of my clients in LA in, uh, I think it's October, well, the first, the week of October 20th. And I actually forgot to confirm with him if it's cool that I invite everyone. I'm, I think it's probably okay, but I just need to confirm with him. If you're in LA and you're interested, just uh, shoot me a message or, or drop a comment. So I can ask how many people I can bring. I think it should be cool because he is also in this group. So, and if you're listening to this um, in the recording, uh, if you want to join the group, go to forum.masculineunderground.com. I think that's it for announcements. Um, as with always, if you're listening to this live, you can drop your comments in. As of the last couple of weeks, there seems to be like a four minute delay with comments. So I didn't see things in real time. But I am in America now, and maybe these other countries have been in, these less developed countries, such as Canada, did not come up with uh, real-time commenting technology, so maybe it'll work better today, I don't know. Um, and even if I don't see your comments in real time, I will address them at least by text after this video is done. So uh, we did get some questions last week about NoFap, which will ultimately lead into arousal control. I'm going to try to address the FAQs that I get a lot um, often, but I really want to address some deeper things because not that the FAQs that I'll get, such as like, how often should you ejaculate? Is it okay to do it by yourself versus with a woman? All those things. I'll answer these things, or at least my opinion on them or my belief on them. But I want to address some of the deeper stuff because a lot of, uh, so much of male sexuality is deeply attached to our emotions and our psyche. And if you're having a sexual issue uh, or, Anything like that, anything related to your sex, whether it's meeting women or something physical, so often it relates to something far deeper in your psyche. And if you know my story a bit, um, you know, I, I'm in this work because I had erection issues, because I had an emotional issue that I did not address when I was younger. And in healing that, in, in uh, increasing, in healing what was deeper, it, it fixed my sexual issue, but it also fixed a lot of things that were wrong in my life related to that. So I'll take a sip of tea. And dive in and you know again if you're listening live feel free to drop comments i will try to address all of them eventually whenever i see the comments so i was actually speaking about this with um a woman i was with uh last i mean a couple days ago actually where she didn't realize um what men go through um, when they're discovering their sexuality similar to women like if, if you know any female if you know if you have any female friends or like in women's circles or stuff a lot of times they speak about their period experiences there's a lot of shame involved, um, you know, not knowing what they're supposed to experience with their bodies, all these things. But men go through something similar and most women don't know about it. And most men don't realize uh, how common some of these stories are. I happen to realize it a little more because I speak. I mean, so many guys open up to me about, you know, secret things. Not that this is a secret thing. Like I was just sharing with her um, my first experience of sexuality when I was really small, like even as young as four would be like, I think all boys, all male-bodied individuals experience something like this. Like when you're really little and maybe you don't know what sex is, but 
every time Catwoman's on TV, you notice something something happens down there where things get harder. You don't know why, but you start to like, oh, I think there's something there, like it feels good. Um, I think most little children do some form of self-pleasuring. My version was um, before I went to bed every night, you know, I go to bed at eight, eight o'clock or maybe earlier, 7.30, um, I lay face down. I think about the pleasurable images I saw on TV or wherever, and I'd get a little erection and I got to just feel good in my body. And like in recounting this to my female friend, I was realizing like, wow, I was intuitively, instinctively, I think most little kids do some version of this, like charging up, like I was enjoying this feeling of arousal, this feeling of creative force, if you want to spiritualize it in my body. And this is before I developed sexual shame. So it felt really good. It felt really charged. Obviously, I wasn't ejaculating. Um, and but at some point, we all most of us, unfortunately, learn sexual shame to different degrees. It depends on your household. It depends on your upbringing. But most of us, unless you really had a progressive family, probably discovered sexuality on your own. And here's where there's a generational thing, which we'll get into NoFap right now, where um, for someone my age, you know, I was going through puberty when the internet was starting to become popular. So, at, at, you know, porn wasn't very, it wasn't that easy, easy to access, but it became more easily uh, accessible. And most of us would discover, I mean, all, throughout history or throughout civilization, most men discover their sexuality by themselves. But now we have this, uh, what I um, very confident saying is a very unhealthy influence on our development. It's very unnatural. And I even feel, I feel way worse for guys younger than me, like my little brother and his friends. So many of them are fucked up around sex. They have so much like, not only do they get the sexual shame that all of us have received to some degree from society, they were around, they were, Pornhub already existed when they were going through puberty. So they had all of this influence. So I'm kind of assuming if you're listening to this, you, you know, some of the the negatives of porn. I'm, I'm not going to go too deep into it. But basically, I mean, it's a few simple things. Um, the big thing chemically is uh, when you're experiencing sex, the drivers, the rewards you're supposed to get are obviously pleasure, the dopamine hit feels good, but also oxytocin, which is the connection hormone, the cuddle hormone. And something unique to men, to male biology, is that even though we're considered to be the less empathetic gender, sex um for when it comes to sex sympathetic arousal is so important meaning we want to experience our sexual partner we want to feel the the pleasure and the arousal of our sexual partner that's why you only see male porn addicts women watch porn too but there's something in the male uh, hardware that makes you want to see a woman having a good time a woman in pleasure and that's what's arousing like if you think about what guys do physically it's not that physically stimulating i mean Come on, right? But the, the visual is so important because it's like it tricks our mind into thinking, oh, we're here with someone. We're, we're creating pleasure in someone else. We are important. We're doing the right thing in, in uh, procreating and um, furthering our species. So we're supposed to get that dopamine pleasure hit, but also the oxytocin hit that comes with connection. And that's why so many guys watch porn. The problem is, even though you do get the dopamine hit, you don't actually get the connection hit. So in, uh, in actual uh, intimate relating, a guy comes, maybe he's drained, maybe he loses some of his life force, but he's with someone for real. And he gets to experience that nourishment from connection, which comes with an actual flood of oxytocin in his brain. The problem is when you come by yourself, even though you got the pleasure, your oxytocin receptors are starving. They're like, what the hell? And like, you, you know, you're done, you're, you're, there's a mess and you're like, shit, I'm here by myself. And that feeling over time uh, 
compounded with feelings of alienation that someone may feel or feelings of drainedness or uh, fatigue. I mean, it only becomes more and more apathy. The other thing with the technology specifically is that, um, you know, at one point in history, people could look at a cave painting and get aroused. The thing I was sharing with my friend about when I was a kid is that I had such an active imagination. Like I would have these very intricate storylines, not even knowing, not even knowing what sex was really, right? And I think a lot of guys have. And then I started looking at images and that kind of reduced my imagination. Then I started watching videos. And then at some point in human technology, it became possible to click on every kind of video of every single thing you could possibly imagine. Um, so my imagination atrophied. And I think more important than your imagination is not like I'm trying to sit here and like think of, you know, erotic things, like dreams necessarily, is that it affects your attention span. I mean, this is even non-sexual, even YouTube, like clicking and having a million tabs open. Everyone has a million tabs open on their browser. I've become good at having one, but, you know, I'm not perfect. Um, it just, it just, it divides your attention. You can never really focus on one thing. And then in the bedroom, when you're with someone, it becomes hard to feel that arousal, really paying attention to the person you're with. It's like you have to think of like 20 other things to get off or like you're, you can only get off thinking about an image on a screen and not so much with a real person. These are some of the negatives. Um, so I, I'm jumping around, so I want to make sure I don't skip anything. Um, we talked about oxytocin, imagination. Yeah, so I mean, um, and then the shame cuts you off. Uh, and actually, I'd be curious before before I jump into NoFap, you know, I probably won't see the comments. It doesn't have to be like a big dramatic, traumatic uh, reveal, but I think there's a lot of benefit in guys sharing their early sexuality stories. If you remember like the, the period of your life where sexual shame started um, entering or your first experience or confusion, like these stories, I mean, women share these more commonly, but I think these stories are so useful to other guys to just know that you're not alone. And I'm going to talk about that when we talk about nofap and arousal control. Um, oh, but I do, the last thing on this is like... Uh, so when the first time I ejaculated, because we're obviously going to talk about ejaculation control, I didn't know how it was supposed to go. I knew something happened, but I didn't even really know what an orgasm was. And I remember, I didn't know there was supposed to be contractions or anything like that. And my first thought when, when it happened was, God is punishing me for thinking impure thoughts. Like that was my first, my very first thought, like the first thing that imprinted with an orgasm when I was young. And, I, and I'm sure a lot of other people had have had similar situations. I, I literally thought God was punishing me. I was never going to do it again. Obviously, it only lasted a few minutes. But I, I mean, for, for like for ever since the beginning, I had shame with this experience. I think it's, uh, you know, well, this is one of the negatives with NoFap that I do think it, I think it, uh, it can uh, compound shame in some people. And if you're dealing with shame, it can be kind of hard in that community. But anyway, all right. So anyway, I was just saying, if you have stories like that or like moments you want to share, I think it'd be very powerful to share for yourself, but also for other guys to be like, oh yeah, I had that same exact experience when I was 11 or 12 or 16 or something. And it makes us not feel so alone or crazy or that there's something wrong with us. Because that's half of it. And I have some stuff to say about younger guys. Oh, again, before I get into NoFap, uh, I'm really furious at how much the even younger generation than me, so like maybe uh, like the Generation Z kids are being damaged for a lot of things when it comes to masculinity. I mean, like there was that really shaming Gillette commercial and stuff. But around sexuality, not only are men being feminized and invalidated in other in certain ways. I don't know if you've seen these ads all over the place for like 
Um, basically, uh, it's like an online pharmacy where you can order Viagra if you're having an issue. Because apparently, one in five young men have a sexual dysfunction, which, in my professional opinion, is not a physical problem. Obviously, maybe we're ingesting more chemicals and crap, but it's largely because they're disconnected from their their true authentic masculinity, uh, disconnected from their emotions. And now these, um, sorry, I'm getting I'm getting a little riled up about it because uh, a lot of these companies are getting seed capital, uh, like. Get Roman got $20 million to promote Facebook ads to young men to get Viagra without embarrassment. Meanwhile, these young guys like myself were, are actually dealing with an emotional issue. Instead, they're taking a chemical, which is only going to create more numbing out and more apathy and more pain in their life as opposed to getting in touch with themselves because you don't need a pill. My, my end of rant is I try putting on a campaign on Facebook to... Um, to combat this, because I mean, I was like, if, if the Viagra companies can like uh, advertise online, I can share some information. But I got flagged by Facebook and Google in sharing uh, sexual, whatever, like they, they said, like this is sexual content. Meanwhile, you can sell Viagra to kids online, and that's okay. Anyway, end of rant. Sorry, I'm gonna bring down my cortisol levels. Oh, actually, I'm um, sorry, another tangent. I think I'm just riled up today. I'm, li I, like, um, I'm really into Pavel Satsulin stuff when it comes to fitness. I think his philosophy is like the best, but I'm reading his new book um, and I just learned, I just read a chapter on adrenaline and noradrenaline and how adrenaline is the, is the hormone of uh, fear of prey, whereas noradrenaline is the hormone of aggression. And I was like, oh, all these times I get pissed off about something I get like, like I want to kill someone. I do feel like a predator. I'm guessing that's noradrenaline running through my body as opposed to being like the, basically the fight response and the flight response are a little different. Um, prey has, uh, when you have the flight response, you're always running away, you're spiking up your adrenaline, um, in your body and stimulating your adrenaline receptors. Whereas when you're aroused, but you're in fight response, cause you want to kill something, it's a little bit different. It's supposedly healthier to be a predator according to the book, but I don't know if that's true. Anyway, sorry, not sorry, but all right, let's get on the topic of no fap. So I want to say with all the stuff I just shared about masturbation and porn, um, I think NoFap is really great for porn addicts, which a lot of men are. I mean, you might not, many people don't consider themselves porn addicts, but if you need to watch it every day, if you need it to feel good, if you need to feel normal, if you um, do it in response to frustration or feeling weak or feeling alone, it's an addiction. It's not, maybe not a major addiction. Maybe it's not as major as being a heroin addict, but I mean, actually, you know, a lot of people would say that it's not about the substance. It's about the, the spiritual malady you have that you're trying to fill and porn is such an acceptable and easy to access drug. Um, so I'm going to say on that, NoFap is really great. I, I believe in it. I think, you know, so they, they apply a lot of 12-step, like Alcoholics Anonymous type addiction recovery to getting off porn, which I think is great in the beginning. But I actually have an issue with 12-step um, in, the, in the first place. And I don't want to make light of addiction. I'm, I'm certainly, I mean, I have a lot of friends in recovery. But actually, because I have so many friends in recovery, I'm kind of critical of the way that 12 step kind of brainwashes people into thinking, oh, you are an addict. Like step one is declaring your powerlessness, which maybe has some use, powerlessness to your addiction. And it's like, and like you have all these people doing the first step writing, I am an addict, I'm an alcoholic, and they take that on as an identity. So even if they kick their habit, they still have this belief that oh, I am this thing. I am this like, it's like a self-victimization, which I think is really unhealthy because people I know who I think have healthfully overcome alcoholism They'll say something like, oh, I was an alcoholic. Or like, yeah, in my 20s, I was an alcoholic, but now I'm fine. I can have a beer or whatever. And I think 
that's a way healthier thing than being like, I am an addict. I'm always going to be paralyzed. I can never control my impulses because in the end it's only going to, um, it's, just, it's a limiting belief. And now bringing this to the NoFap thing, a lot of guys in the NoFap community bring on this, this idea that I am for life a porn addict. I can never control my impulses. And they have these day counters like, um, you know, I, I've made it 60 days uh, and I, I know 60 days clean or 100 days clean. And then at some point they, they mess up and they'd say, oh, my God, I relapsed. And it's like this whole thing of relapsing. And it's um, relapsing is an important concept when you talk about a chemical that will kill you. But I don't think it's a useful tool because all these guys are doing is in reinforcing shame in themselves when they're like, oh, my God, I made it 100 days. And then and then I watched porn. It's like it's not going to kill you. Obviously, it's probably better you didn't do that. But like just this idea, the problem with NoFap is that these guys become short-sighted and just not, not, uh, not relapsing. That they don't, they don't. A lot of these guys, they don't live the rest of their lives. Even some of the guys who are giving in, uh, advice in these communities, and I believe their hearts in the right place, and I think they're, they're, what they're doing in general is great. But their, their whole life is about not doing a thing as opposed to doing their life. Which brings us to the arousal control piece. Like it's not about coming or not coming. It's about not wasting your vital energy on on nonsense pleasure on empty calories and like do like putting it into life. Like even when it comes to the Montauk Shia stuff, who obviously I respect and follow and I, and I, a lot of his work is what has educated me. Um, even his whole thing of like never coming or going really long periods of time. I don't think it's healthy because one Western science says that it is healthy for your pipes to, to release every so often. But secondly, um, you know, it's actually okay. What, what matters is like, you know, it's just like with fitness, um, you can eat carbs and still be fit. You know, I'm, I'm, not the, I'm not the most fit, but I think I'm in pretty good shape. Like I ate pizza, I ate a ton of pizza yesterday. But I ate pizza with the idea of I'm earning my carbs. You know, like I've done a lot of exercise. I can see my abs. I feel good. Today I'm going to do more exercise to make sure I make up for it. You can do that. It's like if you're going to come, it's okay to make that decision. It's like did you spend your energy wisely up until this point? Did you step into tension uh, in order to justify releasing the tension? Did you do the things you meant to do or are you jerking off to avoid your life? I mean, those are two very different things. So the whole thing with uh, NoFap is I feel like they, the negative of it is that they end up reinforcing shame. And like, and also I, I made this um, analogy in, uh, if, I mean, if you want to check out my technical stuff on arousal control, arousalcontrolsecrets.com is where all the free stuff is. There's also the paid course if you're interested, but it goes through, I mentioned this whole thing of like arousal, if you could think of it as money, NoFap is great because it gets you to stop overspending. Like a guy who's a porn addict who's jerking off every day is like spending himself into debt. Whereas, um, and, and so for NoFap is great for a guy like that, you need to stop spending your money, but then there's more to that. I mean, arousal control is really about cultivating because like I go into the first FAQ of like how often you should come. Uh, Montauk Shia has uh, this graph that he puts in a lot of his books like, if you're in your 20s, you can do it every two days. If you're in your 30s, you can do it every four days or something like that. I think that's also, I mean, like, how do you know what the person is doing? It's like saying everyone should do 50 push-ups a day. Um, instead, it's like, well, how much arousal did you cultivate in those seven days? Like, did you do nothing? Are you, do, are you, dead, all, are you dead inside all week and then jerking off on Friday? Like, I don't think that's a good thing. Whereas, are you cultivating a lot? And then, you know, maybe you're coming every three days. That's fine, I, I would say. It's more about recognizing are you spending or are you accumulating? Do you have a net? Do you have? Is your net worth of energy growing? Like that's what matters. Um, uh, okay, so on the on the nofap thing though, because I, I and even on the Montauk Shia thing, I do 
I don't mean to criticize my teachers, or I, I do want to bring this idea because I think a lot of people, and I want to make sure I don't do this as well, is over uh, oversell the idea, like the benefits of semen retention. I think certainly, as I've just been mentioning, it's way better to conserve it. You don't want to waste it. A lot of guys waste it, which is why they live so low and like so low energy and so low apathy because they're constantly, whenever they feel something, they're spending it on porn or sugar or TV or whatever. Um, but there's a couple of things I, I know for sure are benefits. Um, and one is like on your attention span. Uh, when I'm with a woman and anyone who's like in a relationship or anything like that, you can probably notice like if you are coming a lot, it becomes very hard to pay attention to her after, or him or whoever you're with afterwards. Um, it becomes very, because you don't care. I mean, your body is, is depressed. Like you're, you're, that's why most of us fall asleep afterwards. We need to recharge. It's like it, when it comes to our genes uh, imperative, it's like once you come, it's completed its cycle. So it doesn't really care about you for a while until the refractory period's over. Um, if you can just retain that sometimes, you can pay way better attention to maintain a better connection with your partner. I think that's, I, I mean, obviously it's subjective, but I, that's something I would swear by as, as a benefit. Um, and the other thing is I want to, I want to bring this beyond just, you know, the, the basics of coming or not coming is that the other thing is that it does fuel your emotions in a positive way in terms of courage. And I don't think, so, uh, you've probably heard that, uh, this has been paraphrased from Hamlet, but I, I don't remember who come, came up with it. it like, uh, uh, fatigue makes cowards of us all. Like when I was in Marines OCS, they specifically sleep deprived us to make us more scared so we can deal with our fear. Um, when you're coming a lot, you're actually depressing your system and it becomes a lot easy to become a lot easier to become reactive in a negative way to challenges. And it's not just with sexual energy. I mean, if you're eating too much sugar or you're not sleeping enough, or you're watching too much television or on your phone too much, I'd put this in the same exact category, but certainly coming too much depresses you. And I'll notice in myself, like if I go through a period or if I try to deal with something online that is like maybe vulnerable or in my, my work or something, and I've just been coming a lot, I definitely, uh, I definitely feel like I react in a more fearful way as opposed to feeling good where you can feel like you can take on the enemy, uh, have that noradrenaline uh, response rather than being prey. Um, all right, we, we covered attention span, oxytocin. I can see the people on here. So if you have, oh wait, there are comments. Sorry, I missed them. Um, someone just said, nofep also kills sexual energy completely. That's another extreme of being addicted to it with porn. I did nofep for 200 days plus hardcore mode that I was really numb in my cock and balls. As you said, it helped and healed me from porn addiction recovery, but I had to get more feeling in my genitals and body to use other tools. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I've heard. I mean, and I, even for myself before NoFap, by the time NoFap became a thing, I'd already kind of handled this part of my life. But previous to that, when I was like just reading Montauk Chia books and like, you know, okay, well maybe I just won't, won't be aroused. I started to feel dead. It's like maybe the first week, if you, if you used to jerk off every day, the first week you might be like really annoyed. And then at some point are really uh, worked up. But then after a while, a while, maybe it's two weeks or so your body's like, well, it's use it or lose it. So if this guy's not going to uh, pursue sexuality, we're just going to turn it off. And like, I became very numb when I've done that in the past too. I think that's not healthy either. Um, see if there's any more comments because I think I went through all the stuff I meant to we spoke about younger guys and the Viagra thing that pisses me off. Um, the no fap. Yeah, I think, so I think I nailed everything on the no fap stuff and I want to go in. Someone asked me about expressing rage. Um, I don't think he expanded on what it was, but I can speak about that because 
related to all of this, uh, that's the reason why I'm going in this order, with the arousal control, as you start to not waste your sensation, you start to feel more things. And very often, one of the main reasons why we're trying to numb out our feelings in the first place is like some of those feelings don't feel very good. Um, anger isn't always fun. Uh, sadness and grief isn't fun. Uh, I mean, especially I mean, especially with the culturization we have around as men around not feeling our grief specifically. And I think nowadays anger in men is being shamed uh, more than in the past. Um, it's very easy to it's it's like a, another incentive for us to disconnect from ourselves. Whereas uh, when you start cultivating it, when you stop wasting your energy on jerking off and porn and sugar and all these things, uh, you start to feel more. And those first things you feel are not going to be the fun things. It might be that, that you're friggin' pissed off. It's like, uh, you know, it's like the whole go, go postal thing. If like the guy represses, 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 and it comes off uh, to the top and he goes and does something terrible. Um, when you stop, when you start cultivating your energy and not only not wasting it, but feeling it intentionally and cycling it through your body. As far as how to do that, that's in the link, arousalcontrolsecrets.com. Um, uh, you have to deal with some st stuff. And like, if you don't find an expression for it, it's going to drive you nuts, which brings me back to the nofap things. Like these guys cultivate this energy, but they're just like, they're trying to fight it down and they're white knuckling through life, trying not to jerk off. Whereas if they actually expressed it, if they actually spoke to the woman they want to speak to or worked on the business they wanted to do or expressed themselves or even exercised, uh, they would actually find that that feeling is fueling them as opposed to them fighting it because it's just like another layer of shame. It's like, not only do I not want to jerk off, I don't want to feel the feeling that leads to jerking off as opposed to doing something uh, more important. So, um, oh, and I shared that actually, this is in the arousal control secrets, I think is video three, where it's like, it is a very rational fear that if you've been repressing your rage and maybe grief and these are violent impulses for so long, if you suddenly start cultivating your energy and like taking the lid off, it might come out too hard, which is why it's really important as you're starting to cultivate your energy, uh, your arousal, not, not wasted all the time. Uh, you find you are aware of yourself and like, all right, so this impulse to choke somebody, what can I do with it? That doesn't you know harm anyone. Um, this this impulse to obviously have sex. How can I uh, be truthful to the impulse, but not uh, do something different? Different. So, like, if you want to sleep with somebody, you might not just obviously you're not just going to go do that. You're not maybe not just going to say that flat out. But the example I give is like you can you can let a compliment come out of your mouth with a genuine uh, feeling of wow, I really want to sleep with this person. And so, like the 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 direction of the impulse is still. In integrity, you just like soften it into a degree that it can actually be received, as opposed to what most guys do is like, oh, I really want to sleep with this person, but I'm gonna ask her for the time instead, or I'm gonna pretend to be her friend for five years instead of just being like, hey, I want to fuck you. Um, so uh, yeah, so that's like you know, you arouse control into emotional expression. I think for a lot of guys as well, grief is a big thing. Um, I'm recognizing this in myself as someone who's been avoidant attached for most of my adulthood kind of in response to grief i felt when i was younger uh, and shame i felt when i was younger sexually but also uh you know just like just socially and i think um you know i'm, I'm only re recently realizing oh I, ha I still have a lot of like i think i've expressed a lot of my anger I, I can access that more healthily but grief is something that still makes me feel weak personally so you know it's it's a it's an ongoing um, exploration. And the only way to do that is 
to stop spending your sensation on other things. Because I'll say the only time nowadays where I feel any sort of impulse to to watch porn is when I feel lonely. It's when I feel frustrated, when I feel like this like victim mentality of like, oh, the world is shitting on me. Let me further kill myself slowly. I think a lot that's a lot of people smoke cigarettes with that feeling. It's like, ah, oh, frustration or like, fuck, the world is against me. I, I'm going to kill myself as well. I even heard one of my clients who's, uh, who doesn't even like smoking, but smokes every time he's upset. And he even said that thing. It's like, I, it's like, I want to, it's like part of self-loathing. I want to kill myself just a little bit with the cigarette. Anyway, hope I didn't jump around too much. Actually, I don't hope that I kind of like tangents, but I think unless there's any other questions, I'm going to end this um, and watch the Bills game because the Buffalo Bills are also first in anyway football. All right. Any last questions? Thanks for being on guys. Uh, thank you for the question. Um, again, if you missed the beginning announcements, the men's group in New York is a week from today. Uh, I will be attending a men's group by one of the guys in this group in LA, but I'm going to confirm with them that I can invite all of you. Uh, thanks for being on. I'll see you next week. Oh, and um, I didn't get into this stuff, but someone asked about lessons from my cult experience. Um, actually, I will tell one story to end. And I will go deeper into this in another time, so I don't make this too long. But one thing, you know, I, I was in this cult called One Taste. It was a matriarchal cult that taught about sexuality. And they taught this practice called orgasmic meditation, which is, uh, I mean, you can look it up. I'll, I'll speak about it more in the next video. But um, basically, it's, a, it's a, a man stimulates a woman in a way that he gets to feel connection without direct stimulation. This goes back to the oxytocin dopamine circuit thing I was talking about. A lot of guys... Actually, almost every guy I know who started oming, it's called oming, orgasmic meditation, who started doing this on a regular basis, almost every guy I know suddenly lost his impulse to masturbate or watch porn. And a lot of guys like freak out because a lot of guys, you know, they've been doing it every single day their whole life. And I even I, even porn addicts would stop feeling this way. And one of my friends who I sent to an ohm class, he's like, I, it was so weird because I've jerked off every day in my life and I, I had to do it just because I wanted to make sure like something wasn't wrong. I just didn't feel like it, but I felt like I've been feeling like a higher sex drive. And I thought that was interesting. And they would, they would advertise that this practice increased oxytocin in your body. I don't, that hasn't been confirmed, but I'll say in doing it, you do feel the feeling of connection with another real person another, with a woman without being, having a sexual stimulation. And one one possible explanation for this is, you know, we get all these, this dopamine uh, from porn, but our oxytocin receptors are starving. And this practice would like fill in the gap because it would be just oxytocin without the physical pleasure. And that would kind of even things out for guys. And a lot of guys stopped feeling the impulse to, to masturbate, whether or not they were getting laid. Obviously, it's a little easier, but when you're getting laid, but even I'll say like in times in my life, and I'll, I've asked a lot of other guys even when they're getting laid, if they're getting laid in a way that they don't care with women, they don't care about where there's no emotional connection, they still feel like they need to jerk off or they'll, they'll, they'll have sex with their girlfriend who they don't really care about or love. And they still feel like they need to jerk off afterwards because that's one of the, the dangers. It's like your, your, your connection circuits, um, atrophy. So anyway, that's all, that's all I have to say on that. Uh, I'm going to take my noradrenaline and maybe do some pull-ups now. Uh, thanks for being on. Uh, this will be a same time next week. Uh, maybe I'll talk about the cult stuff next week. I'm not sure. Anyway, thanks for being on. See you later. Peace.